What's up, bees? Hello. Welcome to the Brit on Blast podcast, where we put everything and anything on blast. What's this week's roundup, Britain? So this week we are talking about letting go of the past. Um, why are we carrying around our past as this heavy, huge burden? Um, instead, let's shed it and open ourselves up for new experiences and a bright future. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we can't change the past and um, there's no point in thinking about what we should have or could have or would have done instead. You can only focus on what you have now and uh, what actions you're going to take to make the future a better place to live. Do you want to talk about what you learned last week? What I learned last week? Um, that is a loaded question. However, I did. So John and I went to Vegas and we celebrated our fifth year wedding anniversary. And I think when people hear Vegas, they think like, oh, my gosh, you went out mm-hmm. and partied. And like it was actually the opposite of that. We ate really good dinners. We relaxed by the pool. We slept in. We got room service. It was just like the best weekend in really kind of recapped over just, you know, it's crazy that it's been five years and just like our relationship and how much we've grown together. Um, and it was, it was just a really good time. And I think what I've learned from that is, um, when I first started my business, I thought that I had to be all in all the time. And now like we always say like taking a step back, but just really prioritizing not only like the health of my business, but the health of my relationships and the health of my well-being. It's just a constant balancing act. And I just feel like I'm I think it comes with maturity and I'm really learning that. And I'm so grateful because John has helped me on that journey. So that's something that I've learned. What did you learn last week? Just before we get into what I learned, like I really look to you and John as like really good examples of what a like real relationship looks like. Thank you. And so the work that you've done over the five years and however extra time, you know, for of you guys being together really does show. And John is such an incredible person and like really shows up for your family and your friends. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's a really special thing. Thank you. That, and I'm sure he shows up for you. And I think, oh, yeah. you know, you as a girlfriend and especially one who's gone through like the things that I've gone through you look at your friend's relationships and you think, oh God, do I need to step in? Like I've had those situations a lot where it's like, okay, I'm going to have to watch this happen. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be able to, nothing I say is going to help her. She's going to have to learn it on her own. And with you, and I don't always feel that way. Sometimes I just feel indifferent, but with you and John, it's like, I don't want to use the word aspirational because that's a little weird, but like, it's really comforting for me to see it. We have, we definitely have a piece about our relationship. Um, and I really appreciate you saying that. That's very kind that you would no- take the time to notice that. Um, I, I do want to say that, like, I think that people sit back and think that it comes easy and like Mm-mm. that we haven't gone through challenges and that couldn't be further from the truth. Um, but I think that it just is something that we have. Res- I think the respect that we have for each other and then, like I said, the prioritizing of what matters in life is in our, I mean, my marriage is top, top, top. So prioritizing that. And your teamwork, I think. I think that's really like what I see in you, too, is like, I know you go through hard things. Like, mm-hmm. I know you do. One, I know that from my own experiences in life. Life is hard. It's not easy for anybody. It's not easy. Like, mm-hmm. I know I've had some really wild experiences, but like nobody has it easy. I know no. that to be true. Right. And um. And so with that, I know that there are struggles. I also get to hear some of those things. And I think that like without fail, you show up for John and John shows up for you. And I just think it's sweet little things like, hey, I got to go. I'm dropping off coffee to John real quick. Like it's those little things that like that. And then like John showing a relationship going, keep a relationship going. And then like John shows up to ladies night and then like comes and buys a candle and I'm like, John, you don't have to buy a candle. Like, I will give you a candle. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm buying a candle. Well, first off, he loves your candles. He's adorable. And him. no, he he wants to support not only me, but he sees the good in other people. He's he's just a good and I'll be completely honest. He's a hard ass and he says the truth. 
and he does not put up with bullshit. Mm-hmm. But if he sees someone with good intentions working hard, he is the first to support them in I think he sees that. I relate to that. My mom and I talked about that yesterday, actually. She was like, you have a tendency. She's like, you snap. You snap at me. And I'm like, you know what, though, mom? I know I do that. And I really am sorry. Like, I I acknowledged that and I apologize because I do. I make mistakes and I know I can be harsh to people. The difference is, and I this is where I like am relating to John a little bit, is like, look, I have built a foundation with my relationships that matter to me that let you know that when I do lose my temper and I snap because I know I'm going to do that, that is a 20% of the time. I'm probably going to lose. I have management and control issues. Like I know that about myself. If there is a high stress situation and I need things to be moving efficiently and quickly, I will snap at people. But I've built the foundation to let you know that that is not really where our relationship is. I love you and I care about you and I will take care of you. And 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 support you so that you don't feel like when I do snap at you, your world crumbles Yeah, or that like you think our relationship crumbles. It's literally like, no, I I'm there for you. I love you. I'm going to snap for a second, but I'm also going to turn around the next minute and be like, yo, we're good. Everything's good. Don't worry. I'm really sorry I snapped. Well, and the people closest to you understand that that is you and give you grace. Everyone has like certain things, you know, it's right. It's not taking it so personally. Yeah. So my learnings from last week, I don't know if anybody knows this, but I bought a couch and it got delivered last Thursday. It looks beautiful. It's so, you need to come over, you and Bridget. We need to do that taco night again. There, it's like so big that it feels silly just being the only person in the house. No, Sage is on it. Sage is on it. She gets her whole own I was like, Sage is bougie now. She is. I literally, today I was petting her and she's like got this big fluffy fur blanket on this like down feather like cushion. And um, she's just like so cozy. I'm like, you lived in a cage on cement when I bought you. Okay. So you just remember this. <laughs> no, she let go of her past. She let go of her past. She let go of it. She can't remember. Yeah, we should be more like dogs. She should. Um, anyway, so my learning was um, I started like getting ready for bed and then going back downstairs and like reading a book on the couch because I always read a book in bed and then I fall asleep. And I was like, oh, this is like that self-care thing. So then I added on. I was like, oh, I can put a face mask on and go do the thing downstairs. And then I was like, oh, now I can like have a cup of tea and like do the thing downstairs. Because it always felt weird. Like, I don't like to eat in my bed. So it was like, it feels weird to like bring a snack upstairs or whatever. So I just, I was like super excited about that. That's like a stupid little thing. But it's like, oh, no, this is it. I get it. (laughs) No, that's awesome. And also taking the time move because you busted your ass and got your studio Mm -hmm. built and together and now you bought the couch you've really created that separation Mm -hmm. between work and life and now you can relax at home which is what Mm -hmm. you're meant to do and work at work which is what you're meant to do and so like that's a major learning thing yeah good for you and a big joy a big joy so that's what i learned congratulations i'm proud of you we have really important things to tell you guys. The most important thing that we will share with you this whole episode, and that is the events this week. Thursday's Ladies Night at Heck Record yes. Street Brewing, our favorite, favorite, favorite night of the week. We have some amazing vendors. It's summer. It's fun. It's going to be just we have so many new arrivals. I'm really excited for this one. and I just can't wait to, you know, have all the good vibes, all Reno, not all. A handful of Reno's top businesses under one roof. It's making shopping local the most convenient it could ever be. Mm-hmm. Plus great drinks. And also, which I don't really partake in anymore. I don't know. I keep saying that. Like, I, sometimes you have habits and you're like, great drinks. And then last night I had a mocktail. I'm like, who am I? Well, sipping and shopping is a thing. Uh, it's a sipping and shopping event. And they are great drinks. I know from experience. Um, but... We also, Haven and Flux is offering buy two, get 20% off, which I found oh. out that people at BLFT, the, at the ladies night for BLFT, they know I went was at another event. And she's like, can we get the BLFT discount? And I was like, yeah. Oh my can. gosh, yay. I'm so excited because I need so, some. Do you still have free reign? Free reign. I just restocked. We're going to be fully stocked. So we have Calm, Free Rain, um, Gratitude, Abundance, Reno, Tahoe. I'm, uh, I'm sold out. Oh no, I'll have truck. I might have truck. You will see. I just want to say this. I keep at least five Haven and Flex candles in my house at all times because there is not one person in my life who doesn't need one or who doesn't have one and they make the best gifts. This is not an ad, but um, <laughs> I like had anxiety because I was getting low. 
Well, so thank I'm you. Very excited for ladies. And I'm going to be shopping Haven Flex. Um, and I can't wait to see all of you guys. I know. And I can't wait to shop BLFT because I'm going to Mexico next week and I need that brown two-piece set. 100,000%. So if it's there in a large girl, give that to me. Got it. I want to set it to Let's get into the past, should we? Let's do it. Go. Britain, tell us what BLFT is all about because you know it's my favorite place to shop. The Biggest Little Fashion Truck is a family-owned and operated boutique on wheels. We got started five years ago because I had this deep desire to make women feel more confident. And I found out that one of the many ways you can enhance your confidence was through clothing. Hence our why, confidence through clothing. We love some confidence in our lives. We pride ourselves in bringing back that old school expertise in customer service by providing an experience, whether it be at our pop-up events around town. We love the pop-up events. I'm at those with her all the time and they are fire. Or we have a storefront, the Babe Cave. We just want each and every babe to feel better and be ready to be seen after shopping with us. Shop us online at the Babe Cave or our pop-up events at local businesses around town. We can't wait to see you. And a little something special we have for you. Use promo code BOB20 for 20% off your purchase online. Hell yeah, I'm gonna be shopping today. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. So the definition of the past is gone by in time and no longer existing. So with that, we have a question, which is, if it's not here anymore and we can't change it, then why do we continue to live in it all the time? It seems pretty obvious, huh? It's like, why do we carry this around? I mean, I feel like in my personal life, sometimes I feel like the past is like this huge, heavy burden that just walks around with you everywhere you go, everywhere I go. It's just Mm -hmm. like, you can't shed it. But, and I think that everyone has been there at some point in their life. Like no matter how hard you try, you just, you feel like you um, can't take on the day with confidence because you are literally carrying around your past with you. Um, So I'm like, I don't know if it's not serving you anymore, then you have to shed it, but um, it's hard to do. And we have a lot of ways on how to shed this extra weight and how to kind of just like let it go. Yeah. And I think that like I also as we go through this with all of these different like practical applications, you know, the biggest thing with this is learning. Like if you learn from the past then you don't have to hold on to it anymore, learn your lesson and move on to the next thing. And I think that's I think of people in my life that I wish they would really just like let go of the past. But then I also think I need them to learn a lesson about why the past didn't work for them so that they can move forward and we can have like a better relationship in that way. Do you agree with that? Totally. I 100 percent agree. But I think that sometimes people hold on to the past because they feel like they have to, Mm -hmm. Um, especially when it comes to like past mistakes that we make. Mm -hmm. We feel like we have to carry around this big burden because we made a mistake. And it's like, no, shed that mistake. Every single person makes mistakes. Everyone has fucked up at some point in their life. Everyone has done someone wrong. And it's like, why do we carry around the shame and guilt? Right. It's like, give yourself the grace to like move past that thing and understand that like, you're going to make more mistakes also. And you're going to need to, you know, give yourself grace for those mistakes that you make as well. Like, all you have now, all you have is the present. Like, that's all we have is this moment right now. And I think like, I think what I'm thinking of is like people who use the past as an excuse, you know? So I think that that's like a space where you have to be really cognizant of like, yeah, you can't hang on to your past and use it as an excuse for your current behavior. Well, that is such a good point. I think that some people use past traumas and tra- past ro- like wrongs that have happened to them as part of their identity. Right. And it's like it and that is I mean, it can become really easy to do because mm-hmm. when someone wrongs you, I mean, it hurts. It's embarrassing. 
you hold on to it and it's almost like that becomes you. Mm-hmm. Don't let that identify you. And it's like, I don't know, don't let that be what people think of when they see you. Mm-hmm. And I think that as much as we can learn from our past experiences and understand that we're going to make ex- ex- mistakes, what the hell was I just about to say? As much as we're going to make mistakes, other people have made and will make mistakes giving them the grace and saying maybe they didn't know any better and saying like, as long as that person can learn and they're not using it as an excuse, as long as I see that behavior change and that like learned new behaviors and they're trying to maybe, and and in my situation, I'm thinking of like generational, you know, traumas or things where it's like, let's break down what used to be. Things are not the way they used to be. I mean, I'm now learning that glizzy means hot dog and that, to me is really blowing my mind. Cause to me, hot dog means hot dog. But I think that like, when you look at- You're gonna need to give some context to this. So yeah, pretty so much side, like, side note, we're old. We're old. I, we're now realizing that we are a different generation than the generation we hire. And so my new hire yesterday said to me that she was really hungry for a glizzy. And my mind did not go to a good place. And I was like, what did you just say to me? <laughs> Yeah. Like I, and not that like, I'm, I was just like, what the hell? That's out of nowhere. And she was like, you know, like a hot dog. I was like, no, no, actually, I don't know what you mean. You're like, like a hot, like when you said that, when I read it at first, I was like, like a hot dog as in like an eggplant emoji or like a hot yeah. dog as in like an actual freaking like bits of like the wrong parts of the meat. Right. Into a, a hot dog, a brat yeah. on a bun, hot dog. 1000%. I was very confused. So we took it to Instagram and ran a poll and turns out like it really is. a. And that was when I was like, oh, this is a generational thing. Like that's a new term that they're using for hot dog, which again, another. And this is that. And I think this is the point that I'm making. I'm now generationally so separated from a younger generation that I am spending a lot of time with. And I'm like, having the experience that I think maybe my parents had with me where it was like, I don't get it. Like, I literally don't understand why we changed the word from hot dog to glizzy, but like, it's not my problem. And like, if they want to call it glizzy, that's fine. I'll still call it a hot dog or a Frank. Totally. But like, but I think when you're learning from past experiences and you're dealing with other people and like generational trauma that's passed down from generation to generation, the concept is that you either accept that they are the way that they are and you move past it and say, okay, I'm not going to let that hurt me anymore. Or if you want to confront the thing head on, it's like that person needs to work through and you need to work through what that trauma was so that you can be better for the next generation. I I completely get what you're saying. I feel like we're at this age right now where it's like we're old enough to have this past that and we're kind of self-aware and we're going through this therapy to understand why we are the way we are. We're like in this middle ground where we see the generations that have come ahead of us and kind of like what they projected onto us and their traumas. We're trying to break that cycle. And I think I think that our generation is really doing that. I think Mm -hmm. we're open to therapy. I mean, trauma trends on Twitter all the time. So it's like we're we're able to talk about these things mm-hmm. and we're trying to break the cycle. Yeah. Um, the younger generation and this I'm not I'm just saying this in a broad sense. You know, they they're not aware of their past as much yet because they're just simply not as old to understand. Mm-hmm. But like we're in this like prime spot right now where we're like, OK, our past has like, we're not going to let it define us. And we're also going to break that cycle that the older generation has put on us. And so we're kind of in this very, like, self-aware, self-help stage where we're like, how can we be the best versions of ourselves moving forward? In addition to that, the generation before us didn't have any access to the easy access to information. We didn't have the easy access to information our entire life. I remember a point in my life where if I needed to understand what a word meant, I had to look it up in an actual fucking dictionary. Yeah. Like, a one that is the size of a Bible. Right. Like, well, and you, you were isolated in your thoughts because you didn't know that other people were going through the same thing as you. And I didn't know that, like, I didn't have the comparison piece of it. And then you look at the younger generation and they have so much access to information that is constantly shifting and adjusting the way they don't have the foundation that 
you and I have where it was like, yeah, when we first started playing sports, nobody knew our stats. Mm -hmm. Nobody knew about us. Like we just played sports and we really freaking enjoyed it. And we wanted to be the best that we were. We were super competitive, but we were only competitive in our direct division. Mm -hmm. We only competed against the girls that were like that right there in our faces. And I think that that, or like that we saw in the news in the newspaper. Right. <laughs> but it forced us to be present and it forced yeah. us to like whatever today, like whoever I'm playing today is all that matters. Right. And now we have we have access to all of this comparative data. Mm-hmm. And so now as a generation that never grew up with that, we have to be really self-aware and we have the we have the capability to say Yeah. And I think maybe that's why we're so apt to get after therapy because we're like, you know, I need therapy in order to understand this new shift in the dynamic. And then also like what we were talking about with the generational differences is like, I'm understanding of my parents, but I want to do better Mm -hmm. now than what my parents did. And my parents did great. My mom, especially like fucking crushed the game, incredible Mm -hmm. human being. And like, but now as I'm getting older and I'm looking quite, I'm not like looking for a husband by any means. I'm not looking, but like at some point I would love to have a husband and children and that's further in the future. But I also have this business that is growing rapidly and I'm responsible for an employee now and all of these, like all of these responsibilities are built up. So it's different than what my mom did. So I don't really have a compass there. Mm -hmm. And also like, how do I want to break the cycles of what I experienced growing up, right. but also with this new piece ad- added to it, which is the business and other, more responsibility right. of ownership yeah, of, no. fu- of like employees, not ownership of employees. Well, but you get and what I'm it's saying. like you don't want to let your past define how you treat your employee or how you treat mm-hmm. your future children. Um, and I'm I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are sitting out there with kids like, yeah, we're trying to break that cycle right. massively. And I think that. I think that the baby, like our parents, the baby boomers, let's just put them in that category. Mm -hmm. They tried to do that too. They wanted to give us everything that they didn't have. So it's like this big Mm -hmm. overcorrection, you know? And I think that we're trying to do the same thing, but hopefully um, by destigmatizing therapy and, you know, being self-aware and having the capability to express ourselves in any way and have it be accepted, Hopefully we're moving forward and breaking that cycle of, you know, cookie cutter lifestyle. So Britt, why intentional candles for mental health? Because building healthy habits around your intentions can have a positive impact on not only your mental health, but your overall productivity. I wanted to create a premium non-toxic candle that reminded my customers that life is complex and we can live in the and space. Talking about mental health and mental illness doesn't always have to be scary or depressing. Uh, Sometimes it can be fun and enlightening. We are wildly unique and expansive creatures as we've talked about on the podcast before. And we can be many things in a day. And sometimes we just need to light a candle to remind ourselves who the fuck we are and what we are capable of. I 100% agree with that. Plus your candles smell so good and they fill up my whole house. I hear you have something special for our listeners. I do. I have a little promo for our bees. Y'all can head to havenandflux.com and use code BOB20 at checkout to get 20% off your order. I hope y'all enjoy. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions. Okay, so let's get into it. Yeah. How how can you let go of the past? Um, number one is stop losing yourself in the past. And we got this from the Adaptive Mind by D- Gustavo Rossetti. He's um, a brilliant writer and just love these points. So we're just going to kind of go over them and um, kind of talk about our experiences with them. But yeah. the first thing is I thought was so interesting. The brain handles negative and positive information differently. Negative experiences require more thinking, which makes us process them more thoroughly. 
This causes our brains to become better at remember adver- remembering adverse events. I like thought this was so interesting because how true is this and how many examples do you have mm-hmm. in your life where you you know, you remember the joyous moments in your life. Like you're like, yeah, I was like on the beach or like I look back on my wedding day. And I mean, I remember certain details, but like you, when a negative experience happens that is traumatizing to you, you remember every Mm -hmm. detail, like every single detail um, of that negative event. I, I did one that popped into my head when I was doing this was I had this, I was young. I had this coach who kind of like singled me out and yelled at me. And it was like the first time that that had ever happened. And I, to this day, I remember like where I was standing, the freaking shoes he had on, how his face was moving, the exact words that he said to me. And it's like, you don't remember when like maybe a teacher highlighted you and brought you in front of the class. Like you're like, that was such a good feeling I had. And she called my name and I'll never forget that feeling. But you don't remember the details. Isn't that like... So true. Yeah. And as we're doing that, I'm not going to lie. I was literally, as you said that, I'm like running through all of the things in my life. And I know that like, listen, everybody has like a lot of trauma in their life and people have hard experiences throughout their life. I really. Like this is hard. This is actually like a hard one for me to do, I think, because. I did not have an easy go. Like, as you were just explaining this, I'm like the number of examples I could give of negative experiences that I had outweigh the positive so much. And I'm, and I do want to look at it and say like, okay, maybe some like where, okay. I remember like camping. That was super fun. I remember learning how to wakeboard and then it's like, okay. And then I just remember shit getting super crazy and people getting really drunk. And then like me having to like jump in and like do something like, yeah, school. And I'm like, okay, did I have any teachers like really call me out? I remember really enjoying my Mrs. Rogan's class and incline all my IHS people remember this. And it wasn't that she was specific to me, but she like her, the way that she taught, I really could understand. And it was like the first time in my life that like I was in a classroom where I genuine and she taught grammar really like Aww. intricately. And I genuinely enjoyed being in her class, but then I'm drowned in like memories of just like being bullied by my teachers. Like I had three different teachers that just bullied me. One that threw me up against a locker. See, so like this is exactly it. Like like the joyous events or the positive events in our lives, we kind of remember vaguely. And it's over like kind of a long period of time where like the negative events, your brain has to like process so much more thoroughly. So you remember exact details. Yeah. And it seems like we, like you were saying, like you had a rough go, like, and I think this will be for everyone. When you look into your past, you, the negative events outweigh the positive events because that's how our brain processes them. And so it's like a normal human thing to do. Yeah. But like, it's, it's nuts. And like, obviously my example of the code, like, we're not going to, I'm not going to get into like the nitty gritty <laughs> of like the most negative events of our lives. I was just using it as an example, right, right? right? But like, it's just like, but it is wild when you think, cause as you said that, I was like, dude, there were good pieces in there. Like the, and my mom always says that she's like, you know, there were good parts in there. Of course. And yeah. I, for it's true. It's like, it's so hard for me to remember those times because I feel like they're drowned in like just really hard things. And that's something I need to work on quite definitely. Frankly. And it's like when our past has proven like to be more negative just because that's how our brain operates, then that's what we project into the future. And that's why we're so worried about the future and trying to control it is because of our history of the past negative events that we're clinging on to literally cannot shed them. Yeah. And it's interesting because I was just talking to somebody about this this week and it's like our him and I have a very similar upbringing. And he was like, I was explaining what was happening to me. And he was like, oh, I think we have the same situation. And then he started to get kind of upset because he was like, I'm realizing now that maybe like I've been acting a certain way towards my girlfriend because of things that I don't know any better about. 
And that's the generational thing that I'm mm-hmm. talking about. And as I'm even saying this, I'm like, yeah, instead of just saying like, yeah, that happened. And like, we got to let that, that go. And like accepting that that happened and trying to find the positive things to your point in like really focusing more on the positive experiences that happened. I just black it all out, right. all of it. I'm like, I don't even want to remember any of it. And I think that's what he's done a little bit because right. from what he was explaining to me, he was like, yeah, and but then what's happening is it's coming out in my relationship. And it comes out in other ways. So it's like, it in a way, it is healthy to remember. Mm-hmm. But like, we can't change how our brain works, but we can change the emotional ta- attachment that we that we have. Mm-hmm. And that requires like cutting off that emotional attachment we have with the past. Mm-hmm. And especially with our negative experiences. Um, And then there's a quote in here that I wrote is there's a fine balance between honoring the past and losing yourself in it. You can acknowledge and learn from the mistakes you made and then move on. And it's called forgiving yourself. And I think that's what you were touching on in the beginning. Right. Right. And I think you do a really good job at that. And maybe that is because you just completely black out everything and you're like, (laughs) let's move the fuck on. And there's a lot of positivity to that. Right. A ton. But then when like those negative experiences resurface in different areas of your life or like when you're alone in your thoughts and you can't get one negative experience out of your mind because it just replays like a freaking movie. Mm -hmm. That's when you need to like get help, identify it, go full force at it, go to therapy and then change your emotional attachment you have to that negative experience and then shed it, learn from it and shed it. And that's really like for me in my experiences, the going to therapy has been huge for me. But then in addition to that, it's the understanding to me. I need to know why it happened Mm -hmm. and whether it's just that, like, that was somebody else's thing that I didn't understand and I took it on as my own and it wasn't my responsibility to do that. And then moving past it. That's been the new thing because I think we can all agree. I was talking to somebody. Oh, somebody was like, oh my God, I can't, my new neighbors. They were like, we can't wait to listen to your podcast. And I was like, so if you could just listen to like the most recent ones and not the past ones, that would be great. Because for me, I felt very unhinged when we first started this podcast. And I know everybody's like, you weren't that unhinged. It's And I know that's, but I was going through a lot. And I think what I'm realizing now, and as we're having this conversation, I'm like, being in therapy has made a big difference for me. Mm-hmm. And the big difference is that like, I was reacting and I was reenacting the experiences that I didn't know any better about. Mm -hmm. And so now sometimes I still reenact them, but I think think I'm more of an 80, 20 now of like 20% of the time I'm going to fuck it up and Mm -hmm. I'm probably going to be a dick and I'm going to say some shit. I yelled at a kid for wearing Crocs on Saturday night. I think those shoes are stupid. I'm sorry to that kid. Well, you're still going to be yourself, but I understand. I feel like, Um, in the same way, I want people to listen to the more recent episodes simply because I think that they're better. They are better because the other ones are in the past and we've learned from our past mistakes. We've gotten better. We've improved. I think it's a normal, a normal thing to do. So in short, to move on, you have to reframe your relationship with the past. And one of the ways you can do that is by stop ruminating. Yep. Rumination is a curious habit. It's like binge watching bad movies on Netflix. That's what happens when we can't let go of the past. We make sad stories play nonstop. The more we watch our lives movie, the more it hurts. Yeah. And how true is that? Like how many times do you have an experience that happens to you and you try to fall asleep at night and you just like rewatch that bad movie in your head over and over again. And it's like, There's nothing we can do about it besides learn from Mm -hmm. it. So we have to like hit freaking stop, take it out of your mind and like do some exercises to get rid of it. So one of the things that we can do is stop trying to be the hero of our story. I want to backtrack super quick because I love what you just said. And I think that that's so great. And it's the 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 concept of like right before you go to bed or like you know, when you start thinking about those things. So that's a thing I used to do. Mm-hmm. And recently I started, and I think this might've been <laughs> at, at my lot thing, encouraged. No, I love that. Yeah. And I started, instead of thinking about the past, I started imagining the future, like what I could make my future and what I wanted to look like. And so all of those replaying visions in my head that used to be negative or that used to be like my past or the cringe things that I, I used to do because of being under the influence or whatever now are like what I envision my future house to look like, how many dogs I have. I think that's called manifesting. And I think that's 
amazing and healthy and such a good point that you just made, because if we're going to spend all that energy wasting it on what we can't change, Mm -hmm. we might as well take that same energy and use it to manifest Mm -hmm. our future and think about what could be. Yeah. And then use that energy to make it happen. Yeah. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. So that's a a little takeaway there. But yeah, so go back to that. So stop. Your next point is stop trying to be the hero of your own story. So jump into that. Well, I mean, I just think it's, you know, we've all been hurt. It's sad and embarrassing, like I said, and no one wants to look weak. I think we all have a ton of pride and we want to like portray ourselves as these super strong, you know, invincible type people. Um, And so when something happens to us, someone hurts us or we hurt someone else, we try to construct our ideal version of the past. So we try to like Mm -hmm. change it in our head and blame others instead of taking ownership for what actually happened. Don't you think that that's... I just got full body chills. Yeah, I think I, I mean... I've definitely, I think we're all guilty. of. We're this. guilty of it. We have a God. People have a God complex, whether you let, you're not too good for it, by the way. I've had it at periods in my life. Like mm-hmm. I've watched other people have it. Like it happens. It happens um, often. And I think that, and I'm really big on this, like the blaming others instead of taking ownership for what happened. Mm-hmm. It takes two. It always fucking takes two. It's not just you. It's not just him or them or her. Like, she's not the reason. She had poor behavior. You don't know what she was going through. Like, I'm just thinking of like, you know, girlfriends that you've had and you're like, that bitch acted crazy. Like, yeah, well, maybe she acted crazy because she's got some fucking shit that she's dealing with at home and she's not well. Why didn't you ask her if she's okay? Totally. And like, maybe he acted that way because he has trauma that he can't deal with because of whatever the hell. I'm not going to take that on. These things are not, these people's problems are not my responsibility to take on. However, I will go ahead and say that when I treated her like she was a crazy bitch, when I yelled at that kid in the street because of his Crocs, that had nothing to do with him. Right. And that was not okay. I was literally like triggered because I, I hate those shoes. I can't yelled at someone for wearing Dude, Crocs. Dude, he was like 20 years old. And when I look back, I'm just like, and I was sober. I don't know what happened. He Something, it was just like, I turned around and he had like sweatpants on with socks and Crocs. And it was like one o'clock in the morning. And my, like, we had been drinking and I just wanted to go home. My cousin was like, nice shoes. And I turned around and was like, oh my God, it's fucking Crocs. And then I just lost my mind. All right, so you guys know that I live for Western wear, specifically my boots and my hat. So I want to talk a little bit about a brand new brand that is new to Reno, Nevada, and is from our beautiful babe over here. So Britton, tell us what Murdoch's is. Well, first of all, hats have been one of my truest loves since I was a kid. I swear I had a hat on in every single picture as a child. And then they quickly became a BLFT signature. We couldn't find the hat that was just perfect. And so we decided to design our own. Murdoch's is a family brand that started in the great state of Nevada in the 1950s. My great-grandparents started Murdoch's Western Wear. Fast forward 60 years, the Murdoch sisters recreate this homegrown brand by curating a hat line that embodies the spirit of Nevada. We were raised in this amazing state and we watch a Nevadan's ability to put in a hard day's work on the ranch followed by a hard night's play at the casinos. We pulled inspiration from the everyday beauty around us, the sunsets, Lake Tahoe, the mountains, and the forests. I'm not gonna lie, I have full body chills right now because you hit so many nails on the head just now. Like there's nothing that screams Reno, Nevada more than family and community and a little bit of Western. So the fact that you put all of our favorite things together and then you made it all about like bringing back the roots of your family brings me so much joy. Y'all need to check out Murdoch's Hats. Where do you find them? Murdoch'sHatsAndApparel.com. We love it. Go shop, y'all. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore our complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Angel Phoenix Productions. least you know that it was like a you thing so like you're not 
making it something like, well, he deserved it. Right. So that's what I'm saying is like, we try to like create this ideals version of the past so that we aren't to blame when it's right. like, just take ownership of it. And if someone wronged you, I mean, just let it go. Like it's not yours. Yeah. It's not yours to carry on. Exactly. And then this next point, I, I think that that's big too, is like, yes. don't let others define who you are. And I think this is a big takeaway for me. And I think that we've all, if you've been a long time listener, like you've seen me experience this, like I've let other people really define who I am. Like I've let them tell me who I am. I've let them tell me how I dress is whether that's good or not. I've let them tell me too many things and how I should run my business, whether I should hire certain roles or not, whether I should move into this studio. And you know what I realized? You just cannot control what other people do. You cannot control like what they think about you, how they feel. That's their shit. The only thing you can control is how you react. And you have to live life on not only your own terms, but you have to live life like with the way that you are going to be okay with in the end. If you are going to make a decision about something or you're going to dress a certain way or you're going to do something, especially when you're a business owner, are you going to be okay with that decision in the end? Right. Are you going to feel okay with that? Like I hired a marketing coordinator. Everybody told me not to hire a marketing coordinator. To me, it didn't seem like a positive use of my time to be creating reels and like researching how to send out an email campaign. I need her to do that. Yeah. That's her. Like she has the degree to do it. She's younger than I am. So she's more in tune with all of that stuff. Again, a generational thing I'm learning about myself. Learn about the things that that you've made mistakes on and then make the decisions based off of your intuition and your instincts and then live with those decisions that you've made. Learn from those decisions that you've made and move forward again because your past, your roots, your mistakes, they don't define you and other people don't get to make decisions for you based off of their, you know, past roots and mistakes. Like exactly. That's not yours. Right. It's not yours. And, you know, it's just making the choice every day to live life on your own terms. Yeah. Not someone else's. Yeah. This is your life. You know, it's like you are the driver's seat. Don't let other people define who you are. Yeah. I mean, people are trying to, like, tell me how to date and that I need to be dating and all. And I'm just like, I don't have time to date. I literally have a business to run and. I already just started a relationship with my marketing coordinator. And like, that's something I have to take. That needs to be, you know, you think about your five things that you. Exactly. And it just shifts. And it's like, I know it's a a little alarming to everybody that I'm 32 years old and single, but I've, I've done a lot of the things already. And like, that'll come when it's supposed to come. Exactly. And that's for you. Timing in everyone's timeline is so different. It's so different. And that's theirs. Their need for me to date is theirs. It's not mine. I don't feel it. I don't need it. I don't feel it. Good for you. So you're not like this goes right into like, so don't let others define you. Don't let your problems define you. Mm -hmm. Your story shape you, but they don't define your identity. So don't let a bitter experience become who you are. And letting go of your past makes space for new ones. Yeah. If you are holding on to all of your like past experiences, past mistakes, whatever they are, you don't have the capacity to open yourself up to new experiences. Right. Which is like, well, then why the heck are we living? Like, what's the point, you right. know? So and I think a big thing for me, and this has been something that like, I think, look, again, I'm 32 years old and I've lived like 22 lives. And I know we talk about that a lot, but like, I think a lot of people have at this point. We, You just said that too, right? Like you've been an athlete. You've been all these different things. I've been divorced. I've been like... <laughs> yeah, and it just like, it just doesn't matter. Like yeah. you take little snippets of what you've learned. Right, but like you need to learn to forgive yourself. I mean, because I was an addict at one point. Like I have to forgive myself for that. And moving back to Reno was really hard for me because I'm running into people that I don't really know how I left it with them because I can't remember. And that's like a not an okay place for your brain to be. But like, you know what? I was a kid. I was going through things. It was a really hard time in my life. I was acting a certain way because I had a lot going on that I didn't understand and didn't know how to process. Now I'm an adult. I know how to process those things. I understand those things better. I've let those things go. And when I meet someone that I knew in high school, I show up in that moment knowing that I've forgiven myself and I hope that they can too. Yeah. And I'm sure that 
so much has happened in their life that they're not even thinking about that anymore. You know what? And if they are, that's their, they've been carrying that around. That's on them. And to be clear, I'm not that fucking important that they remembered what happened 15 years ago. Exactly. I'm just not. So it's like, you have to forgive yourself. You know, everyone makes mistakes. Yeah. Every single person. You're not alone in that, even though we feel like we are. And obviously don't let your problems define you. And then the last one is let go of attachment. Mm -hmm. Most people can't let go of their past because they don't appreciate the present. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like, you know, reframing our relationship with our past requires us to stop thinking about how things should be and expect them for what they actually are. Yeah. That whole should thing has to go away. I think if you want to progress in your life and you want to be happy with the life that you have, should, what you should do, what you should have done, none of that matters. What are you doing? Right. What are you doing right now? And you know what? The present is a hard place to live in because it requires a lot of work, mental work, physical work. It's easier to like live in the past because it's safe back there. You're like, well, I should have done this, but it's like way easier to think about like, okay, what actions can I take right now in this present moment? It requires you to work and it requires you to think and be creative. Mm -hmm. And that's hard for, I mean, human nature wants to be comfortable. I mean, an interesting concept is that maybe we like to live in the past so much because the past is known. You know what it was. There's no scary thing of unexpected or what could happen or what maybe might happen if you make one decision or you make the wrong decision. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves for making the wrong decision. Well, what if the decision was just always right? What if you always made the right decision? And what if, even if it was, let's air quote it, like the wrong decision, it still was a learning opportunity that eventually brought you to the right decision. So it's so true. It's like, if you don't make the quote wrong decision, then you have no ability to learn, right? There's no learning in that. And so then are you even progressing? No. So sometimes the wrong decision is the right decision. And you know what, y'all? Like growth is gross. Like growth sucks. It's hard. It's fucking hard. But it's hard. But over time, it's like the time is going to pass either way. So do you want to be stuck in the same place or do you want to do the hard thing and grow? Mm -hmm. If you are committed to your past and if you carry your past around, you're not creating that space for future new growth, for future new experiences. And so you're going to stay in the same spot. And I think that we can all think of people and it's sad. And I mean, you know, when you go back to see people like you were saying from high school or you go back, like I go back to colleges, just all the different times in your life. And you see the people that are stuck in those times. It's like in movies, like the old football jock that's at the bar. That's like the same guy. But it's like that is that is real life. real. And it's like, you see those people and you're like, man, you're still doing the same thing. It's like, mm-hmm. create that space within you to dream big. To, like we talked about in Jesse's podcast, like to open yourself up to new experiences. And the only way you can do that is by letting go of the past, forgiving yourself, mm-hmm. not letting other people define you and not letting your problems define yeah. you. Yeah, You know? I like, mean, that's really it. You can't let your problems define you. And and if you're going to look back at the, basically that sums up the whole situation that we've just discussed, right? Like you cannot let your problems define you. And if by scientifically our traumas are things that are brighter to us and are more um, intricate and that we can see clearer than our happinesses from our past, then how do you release those traumas and not let them define you? Yeah. Like you cannot let those problems define you. That's like really, did, did my brain just do some no, weird things? No, I, I think you just brought it back full circle. I think that's exactly it. Like we can't let our problems define you. If it is scientifically proven that our brains hold on to the negative more than the positive, we have to actively work to rewire mm-hmm. our brains, to rewire our emotional attachment to the past and mm-hmm. to create a new identity every single day that like we are here for the present and you know, looking to the future. And I mean, I think we all know those people that are just walking Stuck problems. Oh my God. Yeah. You're like, I know that that happened to you. And some people are dealt a shit hand. And 1000%. You know, and you sometimes those people are the most positive. Those people have the brightest future that you're like, I mean, how many times have you heard? Someone who, you know, is paralyzed in a wheelchair, but their their mental state is better. It's stronger than most people yes. who have all the privilege in the world. And I think that that's really what it comes down to. You know, you look at like these people, it's a mindset thing and you have, it's a learned mindset. 
I didn't start learning this mindset until I started being around people who prioritize therapy. Then I started prioritizing therapy. And this goes back to what we talked about with Jesse and with Nicole. You are the five people that you hang around. So consider that when you're hanging around those people, when you think about people who grow up in, you know, underprivileged neighborhoods, well, they don't have access to the five better people than them. Mm -hmm. Right. So like they have a hard time changing their mindset into something different. Right. Now you have social media. Who are you following? Get rid of all of the people that do not bring you joy or or hide them. Okay. Instagram has built that in. Hide those motherfuckers. Yeah. I swear to God, it will be the best thing you ever did. Totally. It's a positive mindset thing. If you're going to subject yourself to other people's opinions and other people's thoughts, make it positive ones, mm-hmm. growth mindset ones, all of those. And I think that just to wrap this up, like, you know, you have to, to get rid of those negative thoughts or to get rid of the negativity, you have to start inundating yourself with positivity. And I think some ways that you can really work on other than therapy, which I think would be the number one thing to do is stop losing yourself into the past. It's just not you anymore. Like you've grown, you're an adult. Stop ruminating. Stop trying to be the hero of your own story. This isn't a God complex thing. You don't have it. Okay. Don't let others define who you are. Learn to forgive yourself. Don't let your problems define you. Okay, because quite frankly, try to remember some of the positive times because yes, it sounds like from science, like we got it all backwards. Our seriously. 80 20 is like 80% traumas and 20% happiness, but that and then letting go of attachment, um, both of what other people think of you and what your past was. Right. Start appreciating what we have here and now, mm-hmm. the present. And never be defined by your past. It was a lesson, mm-hmm. not a life sentence. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. That really hit me in my soul. Yeah, it's true. It's like, take the lesson. You don't need to carry it around for the rest of your life. You don't have to be a prisoner to you're, your past. Right. You're a free. You're a free woman, free man. Love that. Yeah. Well, you guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode. I can't believe we finished kind of sort of on time and we packed that jam tight. I'm proud of us in yeah. this moment. No, that was awesome. I love you long time. And uh, you guys know the drill. Follow along, Brit on Blast, and find us at BLFT Reno and Murdoch Hats and Apparel and Haven and Flux, wherever you are on socials. And if you like the show, we would appreciate if you would subscribe and review Brit on Blast wherever you're listening. That helps us so much. Um, hey, thanks for listening. Cheers. Bye, y'all. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.